From across time and space and throughout the multiverse, listen as two generations of comic book readers come together to discuss a single character or event that shaped pop culture as we know it. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Then and Now with Susan and Kitty. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Susan. And this is Kitty. And today we're taking on a Hell's Kitchen couple who bring out a different, darker side of each other. The man without fear and a deadly mercenary started out as college sweethearts, but what came next changed them forever. Ooh. I know. It sounds all (laughs) mysterious and noir, but, you know, it kind of is. It kind of is. (laughs) Let's turn up the heat. It's Daredevil and Elektra then and now. Woohoo. All right, so Daredevil and Elektra. I know. So not just one or the other. We're looking at the both of them. It's crazy. And we're and unfortunately, for any of you fans out there, we're not going to be talking about the movie versions that came out. Yeah, I'm sure our fans are super disappointed <laughs> about that. Just going to get that out of the way at the start. Apologies. <laughs> I, actually, I'm not sorry. Kitty can do all the apologizing because I'm <laughs> definitely not sorry about that. No, I'm, I'm mostly going to be taking a look at the Netflix side of things. And I will be taking a look at mostly the Frank Miller era. Good. Um, and then a little bit of the Mark Wade era of Daredevil. But okay. Frank Miller is kind of where you have to start in terms of the then. Because, yes, Daredevil was introduced in 1964. like, And he was introduced by Stan Lee himself. Um mm-hmm and all that but uh i feel like everything that came to pass and daredevil was changed especially for at least the next like 30 years um didn't happen until frank miller took over daredevil and wrote his man without fear comics with that iconic cover yeah you know like that huge daredevil face and then electra and bullseye are fighting right in front yeah everyone knows (laughs) that cover so that to me is like when Daredevil was born, so it, to speak. And it really reshaped this the character from when he first appeared. And it, it the introduction of Elektra really gave him a sort oh, of for a, sure. a very interesting past. Oh, for sure. And then um, the fact that Frank Miller invented Elektra to begin with. Right. Like she, I, I mean, like that her name was misspelled on the first <laughs> appearance, too. Agreed. Like, nice. <laughs> um, I also like that he uh, made her look like someone that he knew, mm-hmm. a friend of his who was a bo- female bodybuilder. So that's why Electra always has like those amazing legs yep. and like, you know, muscles that could <laughs> certainly take me out. <laughs> but, um, you know, Daredevil and Electra, it's funny to me that they always get paired together mm-hmm. because I never think of them as like, like, yes, they were college sweethearts. Yes, they're like a couple and like mm-hmm. one of those staple marvel couples but i just think about them with um them on their own a lot and their team-ups are great yeah but uh it's just a it's just a weird thing to always pair them together (laughs) to me anyway and i I say that like as a big daredevil and electra fan Mm -hmm. specifically i like electra more Mm -hmm. but that's just me so take us back to the to the frank oh man the introduction and and oh man just yes where where do we start with that I think you start with that with just Daredevil Volume One that he did, the Man Without Fear, Man Without Fear, um, where he just kind of made Daredevil that sort of darker tone. Because mm-hmm. anytime Frank Miller touches anything, you wind up with like the duality of any character. Mm-hmm. Frank Miller is so good at showing you not only just like what makes this person super, but what makes them human. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that is is the like seeing Daredevil as a human, as a 
like what he has to go through to be the superhero that he mm-hmm. is. Um, and obviously, Daredevil is like he's overcoming much more than than any other type of superhero because he's blind. Like, right. how how are you a superhero with, with without one of your senses? And then Frank Miller kind of walks you through. Mm-hmm. You have to be without fear. You have to be without something. If you can't see, you can't be afraid. Is kind of like what he's trying to explain. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing out there that is scarier than losing a sense that mm-hmm. everybody else has being in the dark, literally yeah. and figuratively. <laughs> so to me, that was like one of the biggest themes throughout mm-hmm. Daredevil. And of course, you you know, you have his lawyer side. And it's funny to me because I also loved Mark Wade's run and Mark mm-hmm. Wade kind of brought uh, the humor Mm-hmm. Back to Matt Murdock, you know, with the whole like I'm not Daredevil type thing yeah. and like like that campaign and things like that. And he also but the thing is that Daredevil, that Matt Murdock couldn't have existed if Frank Miller never took over to to bring out those those sides, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so it was almost like he rounded out the character in a way for every writer, Kevin Smith. Um, Bendis, Bendis. Uh, Ed Brubaker, everyone moving forward, absolutely, totally took the cue from what Frank Miller did in like what the eighties, the eighties, something like that. <laughs> that sounds correct. I'm gonna pretend that's correct. Yeah, I what <laughs> and the the duality, the having the two different sides. I think one of the most fascinating things for me that especially comes up in the Netflix series with some some really nice uh, visual sequences is. He's got the the lawyer side, and that has a that has a very strict moral code. So he, he's Daredevil is a man working off of quite a few different codes, creeds, oaths, beliefs, and I love that he's 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 a lawyer, and he has his oath that he has there, and he's a superhero, and he has his his beliefs and his creed as a, what to do as a superhero. But then you've got his religion and his mm-hmm. Catholicism. And I think there's there's some really cool, like, I mean, with the iconography of of the church, but I think it's it's especially in the in the Netflix series. And there's been some of it. Oh, in the there's definitely comics. been stuff in the comics that references that yeah, and his belief system. N- not a ton in the most recent um, from what I've read for like the def- the recent defenders and the um, the current mm-hmm. Daredevil 600 storyline. But like in the Netflix series, when when. We've got like the stained glass windows and stuff. It's, I, I just think that's such a cool side to have this character being pulled by so many different beliefs and like the I won't kill and and here's what I have to do to follow or to help people with the law and you understand that this is why he gets paired with Electra all the time mm-hmm. because Electra is the opposite. Yeah, Electra is working by no creed. Her her main thing is like this is who I am. This is who I've been this is what I've been trained to do and therefore I will do it and she's yeah she's always struck me as an out for myself type character she would definitely be that type of character and I mean has several different not masters but he has he has his moral guidelines well, he, yeah he has um you know the the higher authority that he's always coming back to and that is his morality versus Electra who very much I mean you can see the attraction right away mm-hmm. you understand why someone who has so many different codes would be drawn to someone who has n- not none I mean she has them but they're just um they're just very 
they serve her more than like Matt serves his codes and, uh-huh. and like he serves an other and she serves herself. Yeah. Like that's kind of the thing. But um Well they say opposites attract, so <laughs> that is that is definitely, definitely a case true with these two. in this situation. Um and I think something that's so cool about Electra is um is it when you take her backstory, it's the way she is, is, is out of necessity. Like these Mm -hmm. things specifically happened to her as a child and her father wanted her to be able to protect herself. So Mm -hmm. he put her in every form of fighting and martial arts that he possibly could. And she excelled in all of them. Mm -hmm. So really she was like made to do what she was going to do. Mm -hmm. And it was done out of this father's love. So at her root, although it seems like a selfish thing to be at this you know, when you when you think of someone whose their code is only out for themselves, mm-hmm. that sounds very selfish. And yeah, it is. But when you when you go back to why she is the way she is, the, it's all yeah. done from love. In the context of yeah, yeah. So having a having someone who wanted you to be able to protect yourself yeah. and, and be able to live life like that. Right. And her freedom is the best thing that he could have ever given her. Yeah. And that's what she values the most. So can you really call her some sort of bad guy? Like Yes, if you're Matt Murdock and you have these like very strict black and white moral codes, Catholicism, the law, uh. <laughs> and and a self-imposed superhero creed. Oh like, yeah, that that in in encounters with Electra, he is constantly pushing the boundaries of. Oh, for sure, and that's one of the reasons that they push apart so often is when you have someone who can't follow your code. Like if you can't, if he if he won't kill and she will. Like, how far do you push yeah. that? Ugh. You can't, you, there's only a certain amount of yourself you can give up before who are you anymore. Right. And I think that that kind of, we always talk about those through lines mm-hmm. of a character. And I think that we've we've inadvertently stumbled <laughs> upon this one where it's like the black and white of Daredevil and the gr- like shades of gray mm-hmm. for Electra and, and how far will you push yourself yeah. in either direction and how like what are you willing to do in either direction yes. Yes. so that i mean you're you're you have notes on like them in the Netflix series it's I the do. same type of situation it is but i think it's also interesting because cuz i admittedly am not as attached to Electra as much of a as a character so so what? I mean, I think she's really cool, but in terms of... Oh my gosh, you're borrowing my ultimate Electra that has like all of the Frank (laughs) Miller run with Bill Sinkovitz art. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. If you just want to like... Yes, please. You're not allowed to lick the book, but you can (laughs) hug it. You can have affection towards it as I do. I mean, that sounds fantastic. No, she's, (laughs) she's absolutely a character I would like to learn more about because... When Daredevil season two premiered and then uh, further into the Defenders, there was a lot of of grumblings that some fans found her appearance. And I mean, any anyone's going to no no show is going to please everyone. But a lot of fans found some aspects of Electra's appearance in the Netflix either contrary to her character or just not as compelling as they remembered her to be from from some of the Frank Miller material. Can I hear some of those issues with it? Because I mean. I'm one of those people and I'm the type of fan who I see, I try to see the good in everything mm-hmm, that I'm watching. So I didn't have much of a problem with her um, because I thought that one, the actress looked like her <laughs> and two, yeah, she wasn't in all red or in her mm-hmm. like, um, like she wasn't as accessible as I would want her to be. But beyond that, I felt that they were probably building to her, be mm-hmm. to her accessibility as a human. Cause she is a very open 
person. Right. And and uh, the actress did play her very closed off at first. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was about character building, not about anything that was lack thereof. And and it very well might be. I mean, everyone in, everyone interprets these shows and the arcs differently. Mm-hmm. But the most salient thing that I heard was that the way they changed her backstory and then introduced her in the method of recruiting, having Stick try to have her recruit Matt Murdock and, and, and the fact that she had been trained from a young age by Stick rather than having her father um, get have her take martial arts lessons. She seemed more, I mean, she entered into Matt Murdock's life a fully trained um, assassin in the in the context of like we're recruiting for the war against the hand with yeah. the chase. But it in the in the comics, if I recall correctly, I mean, she had had her training and then they met in college. But when she separated, then that's when she later pursued her her full training. Yes, and then, that's absolutely true. So I, I I think some people found that her coming into Matt Murdock's life already prepared but, for this war. But Matt Murdock is at a different point in his life as well. He's not the like why I shouldn't use that phrase. <laughs> No, please do. (laughs) The wide-eyed college (laughs) (laughs) student who's willing to, you know, take... He wasn't a... By the time you meet him in the series, he's not a bleeding heart anymore. That's true. Um, Which, you know, fans who are going to be like that are going to be like that, you know? I just just thought it was interesting that people would feel so strongly about that. But The one thing that I, I kind of agree with them with, though this wasn't directly brought up is the one thing I didn't I didn't necessarily like was the the removal of her father from the situation yes because I did always very much value the relationship and the protection that she had from him because it right. set it set her up to have more healthy relationships with the men in her life yes um so yeah so f- so for fans who might not have um caught up with Daredevil season two yet in the show she is adopted mm-hmm. by a Greek diplomat but she's not the biological daughter of the diplomat and in the comics that is the case that's her father yeah. his name like Hugo Nachos yeah, yeah I can't pronounce her last name I just, that's why <laughs> Nachos she's Nachos Nachos <laughs> Nacho- Electra yeah Electra <laughs> I don't won't even attempt those Greek names. They're so beautiful, but I can't pronounce them all. Oh, the absolutely. Of my life. <laughs> so then, yeah. So so it's interesting. I think then going into the Defenders miniseries for the Netflix, um, which I have not watched actually. Really? Yeah, I never finished it. Really? Yeah. Well, it, when, I, I want to hear. I want to. I know she's in it. Right. You're not going to spoil anything. Oh, for me. I, I won't. Know she's in it. I won't. Um, you can. Uh, it's it's oh, okay. statue of limitations is up. It, it's <laughs> uh, it's been out a year. It's my own fault. <laughs> Take note, guys. There are statue of limitations on spoilers. So, but, um, I mean, I think it's interesting because in the Netflix journey, th- there seems to be some parallels loosely with um, how Frank Miller didn't want her used for future comics oh, after yeah. she died, and so. Yeah. So she dies. Well, at Frank the end Miller of- was always told that he would be the only one to write her. Right, and that's not that's the case. not true. Uh, but I mean, fast forward, here we are. So, so in that series, her her dead body is taken by the hand and resurrected, and she becomes their their kind of apocalyptic assassin queen, kind of like wow. in this very strange. Okay, I ritual. <laughs> I saw like some of the scenes and I was like, okay, so she's been brainwashed. I didn't really realize that it was like a whole resurrection. Oh situation. yeah. And, wow. And, and in the in the comics, yeah. she's been she's been resurrected yes. too, but mm-hmm. but other heroes come to try to interfere with that. I and, feel like a lot of people have been resurrected in comics. Oh, me. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite parts in in 
the defenders is Jessica Jones is like, to be clear, we've used the word resurrected three times already. Like, is this what we're talking about? So, yes, I, there is a lot of that. Um, but it but it is interesting because you watch her be resurrected and and again become a pawn in a different side of this war between the hand and the chaste. And unfortunately, there's only eight episodes of the series to develop that. But she does start to come back to herself towards the end of it and then again seeing her relationship with Matt Murdock when she breaks through that veneer of of I'm now a living weapon to no I had a life and I was a different person I'm I'm not that and and so it's interesting I that I is, feel like they might have left the door open for her to come back but we don't know I feel like that's interesting though because that that is a ver- like a break between the comics and and the show where you have her I mean yes she was resurrected in the comics blah, blah, blah. Uh, but what I mean <laughs> but who is, hasn't been resurrected yeah in the but what I mean is more like uh when you brought up her relationship with Matt and breaking through and like having a past life and everything where Electra in the comics is very much this is who I am mm-hmm. this is who I am like that's a very kind of like mantra of her character mm-hmm. is whenever she has to break through any sort of mind altering situation she very much stands by herself mm-hmm. regardless um and i think that that's a very interesting shift to have her potentially not stand like to figure something out as opposed to just unapologetically standing there and saying i'm electra yeah. and this is who i am yeah and i and i think it's interesting because that memory comes back to her through her relationship with Matt and mm-hmm. and how he can sense that it's her but it's not the same Electra that he knew and then she starts to remember the Electra that he knew and what she was before she died. Yeah. So I think it's it's interesting that they were able to play with that but it also did feel like a situation where it's like cuz when Electra was resurrected in the comics it's a very much like well Frank Miller didn't want her to come back and mm-hmm. and so in the Netflix series well she was supposed to stay dead and now she comes back and is used for someone else's purpose. Yeah. That is a nice nod to to that whole situation. I, and, yeah, I think but so. I I feel like even though, you know, that was Frank Miller's desire, everyone who has taken on Electra since then has done so with like the reverence that she has earned from mm-hmm. Frank Miller's creation. And I I genuinely believe that even though that was kind of like not the best move where, <laughs> you know, you don't really make an agreement and then go back on it. But uh, at the same time, that opened the door for her character to be kind of explored by so many other very talented writers and artists. Mm-hmm. And overall, the legacy of Electra is much larger because of that. Yes. Because think about it. Like if if every character was only ever allowed to be written by one person, that oh. kind of that just that just restricts the art so much mm-hmm. but uh and then it, it means we don't get continuing series and the, yeah. the bridge to netflix and, yeah. and all of that and you don't get you know like those powerful team-ups that happen yeah and everything like that i just <laughs> i love when they team up but i also love them as individual characters absolutely to begin with well and i think based on what you've said about how Frank Miller's introduction of this exploration of, of Daredevil and his history with Elektra and, and just that shift towards the the more grounded and, and definitely more serious, I mean, that, I think, is what really kind of built up the ability to have the Netflix universe. Oh, sure. I mean, because da- Daredevil is the poster child for the Marvel oh, Netflix sure. series. Um, absolutely, because after after previous iterations of of trying to have the character, they they, they wanted him... And the the other Defenders characters in a similar fashion to how the Avengers films or the Avengers in brought together 
a bunch a team, of heroes yeah. that had mm-hmm. solo films, so they wanted to do these series. And I think having Daredevil have that grounded, like dark, dark noir, yeah. gritty type feel, you couldn't have had it with the Daredevil who was invented in the '60s when everything was colorful and in a Kirby was, costume. you know, and he was bright and yeah, in yellow and <laughs> oh man. But and you also, I mean. Without Frank Miller's influence, you never would have also had Shadowlands, which was like Ab- the darkest, oh. darkest version of Daredevil. Yeah, and, and, and that comic, uh, that costume has has been the one that was featured in the recent um, comics Defender yeah, series. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. Like you, when you talk about there's someone who creates something, but then without these people to make it their own and to build upon it, like this is what we need. We mm-hmm. need we need that type of diversity. Um, so to speak. Yeah, and I and I I mean just having that whole corner of the of the Marvel universe be like the we're going to clean up our own corner and we're going to mm-hmm. and just having those we've got the noir and the gritty and the the mystery show and the corporate espionage. And we and, talked about this during the Defenders then and now where we literally have a team that's on the ground cleaning up their own messes in yep. their own neighborhoods. Like yeah. they are the ones who are in New York, they're in Hell's Kitchen, they're in Harlem and they're they're cleaning up their own streets. Mm-hmm. So to have Daredevil be kind of the the cornerstone of that is fantastic because you have this character who who has the we're back to the mo- the morality and the compass and everything like that where the, he he's the one who he understands the law, he understands mm-hmm. the code, like he understands like you know even the community and the churchgoers of this particular neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. it's all based around this grounded character daredevil and it and this is a weird word to be using but it it feels so much more intimate with these characters and i feel like we really get a a cool sense of who they are as as people in their daily lives and i think that's essential for for keeping it grounded with oh with them i completely agree it could also be why fans have such strong 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 opinions on a character who is based in real life and has like like he's a lawyer. He's the, right. he doesn't own some major corporation that like exists throughout the Marvel Danny universe. Rand. <laughs> like he, he's yeah, he's not he's not Danny Rand. He's not like Tony Stark. He's not like Thor. He's not a god. He's just like right. he's just a guy who went to law school who lost his sight in an accident. Like you can't and has get a very strong faith. And yeah, very strong faith. You can't get more human than that. He's, yeah, he's the. He's absolutely the perfect guy to introduce as the character who's going to be living in the streets of Manhattan yeah. in Hell's Kitchen while yeah. they clean it up. Yeah. And 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 I think with the Netflix series is having having that many more hours in the show because we get so many episodes. It I think that is we get to see more of the backstory and that's where people go, "Hey, like I don't like the way they adapted this backstory or mm-hmm. this is a cool this is a cool update, but like I think I just think it's so fascinating to see how these characters get to evolve in in the context of the show oh, and for sure. the comics. Past someone saying, "Hey, this character needs a limited limited time only in the comics" or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then to kind of round out Electra, you have someone even in the show from um, from what I've seen of her because I've only seen Daredevil season two with her in it. Uh, but what you kind of almost have, like I said, we, we've talked about opposites attracting. You almost have the opposite where she's coming from this like fantastical world of being a full-blown assassin. And the, and she's recruiting for uh, Matt Murdock in this like kind of fantastical way. So while Matt um, 
he's the one who kind of brings us to the ground and, you know, is the lawyer, went to college. Like, he's all the things that we can, mm-hmm. like, kind of theoretically achieve she's all the things that like okay do you really know anybody who's an assassin who's recruiting right now because if you do i kind of want to talk to them like you know what i mean like like she's send them over my way yeah because she she represents the other side she's the fantastical side so if the mysticism Ma- yeah the- so if matt's the one on the ground she has to be the one who's not yeah um, that, that's absolutely true so um if fans are looking to find some modern Electra and Daredevil, where would you be sending them, Kitty? I mean, absolutely watch Daredevil season two and the Defenders miniseries. I mean, draw your own conclusions. I think I think they're a fantastic and dynamic couple. I yeah. mean, even if they're not a couple couple, they're they're such a, a great pair to see together. And they do they do focus a lot on the history of the two of them. Mm-hmm. So even though you might not be able to see all of it, uh, you understand from the, the choreography, the fight choreography, the like chemistry between the mm-hmm. actors and the writing and the scenery that these two have a rich history. Mm-hmm. And then I think I've recommended it before, but the the Bendis Defenders, because it's based, it has the same team as the Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. Daredevil and Elektra get a really cool moment in that. So I would definitely recommend picking up. It's... Um, Diamonds are forever and kingpins of New York. So I think those are really cool. Very cool. And what about uh, classic stuff, Susan? <laughs> I mean, you got to go with the Man Without Fear, uh, Frank Miller's run um, from the '80s. Anything that Frank Miller wrote uh, in the '80s for Electra. I would also recommend anything that Mark Wade wrote by Dare- that's Daredevil. Um, does that have Chris Somney art? Yes, it does. Oh, then, I know. Yeah, then yeah. you have to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> Kevin Smith wrote a great Daredevil, Daredevil run, as did Bendis, as did Brubaker. You kind of can't go wrong from if you take, uh, you start with Frank Miller and then you extend up to 30 years past Frank Miller. <laughs> they kind of think of Frank wow. Miller as the new starting point in the 80s and moving forward. That's a so, great jumping off point. <laughs> it is a great jumping off point. And you can kind of do it consistently, you mm-hmm. know, like you can just pick up trades at your local comic book store mm-hmm. and just ask them because they'll they'll know. They'll know yeah. the Brubaker run. They'll know the Smith run. Like they'll know all that stuff. And and because of that, you can almost cover that 30 year span with just some highlight trades and then be caught up to read Kitty's Defenders. Yeah. And and there there have been a few Electra miniseries mm-hmm. across time, but uh I think her her appearance in in the Daredevil stuff is mm-hmm. is what's and Frank Miller wrote an Electra that is all compiled in an omnibus nice. right now, so you can get that with some Excellent. very pretty artwork. <laughs> so, these polar opposite lovers make one of Marvel's most complex couples, evolving their relationship from comics to Netflix across the years. When they're not fighting each other, they're fighting deadly ninjas and their darker impulses. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. That is Electra. Then. Oh, Daredevil and Electra. Oh my God. I'm just like, that's Electra. I'm done. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for joining us. That's Daredevil and Electra then and now. This has been Then and Now. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit geeksideshow.com. Thank you for listening and don't forget to let your geek side show.